Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. This is about 500 times the amount of energy I had a while ago. Yeah, it is. It is. Earlier. Um, no one else listening knows that, though. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. You guys don't know that we just recorded an entirely huge segment that's awesome. That's awesome. You're for next hear, week. You're going to hear it next week. Yeah. Um, we might, we should, should we just tell them? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, should, we, we should. There's no reason to keep it a secret anymore, Chris. Yeah. So um, I think episode, what did you say, 53 or something like 52. that? 52. 52. I was going to say 52, but 53 sounded right. For some Literally reason. on the year mark. It seems like. Episode 52, we... Well, not really, because remember we dropped a bunch all at once. Oh, uh, yeah. We did, like, yeah. the short episodes. Yeah. Mm, um, mm, the dark days. <laughs> the dark days of the Stay on Target podcast. Yeah. Uh, we interviewed Royden Lepp, who is the author and artist of the Rust series of graphic novels. Yeah. And uh, we interviewed him in the, uh, episode, or book four. Yes. Soul in the Machine. Is coming out in uh, two weeks. Yeah, so February sixth is yep. whenever it comes out. And so uh, we we interviewed him about that. It was a great interview, dude. And, so uh, so happy to uh, yep. have done that. That was that was so much fun to uh, to dive into that interview, dive into a deep dive into creativity and into just Royden's uh, Royden's experience and all the the themes going on in those books. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll have that for you next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, in the meantime. There's a, a trailer out for it. We'll link to this at standtargetpodcast.com. That's right. And uh, it's like a little teaser trailer, a minute teaser trailer. It's pretty cool. I, I enjoyed the teaser trailer, man. That was super yeah. cool. We, uh, the, we, we got the pre-release book for book four, uh, in order to, to do the interview with him. And, uh, and man, I have to say, I whoa, it, it is so good, man. Uh, if you haven't read this series... Pick it up. Start yeah. with the uh, volume one. You actually did the digital editions of these, yeah. right? Um, and it's the digital editions of the paperback mm, versions. That's right. So there's five novels that way. And actually, like um, you can, if you use Comixology on your iPhone, I don't know if they have an Android app. They might probably do. Uh, but you can borrow the uh, book zero and read it for free. So. Mm, as maybe a uh, hey, here's to wet your yeah. wet your appetite for the the following graphic yep. novels. That's awesome. Yep. So, John, what have you been up to this week? I I initially didn't think I had been up to that much. Yeah, but I do think I've been up to a decent amount. We played okay. a, like a lot of Fortnite. Yeah. Um. Some, oh, yeah, some of the battle Every royale. Day. I got to do it tonight when I get home. We've talked. Uh, we've talked a lot about that that game specifically, and like it's been fun. It's it's a uh, it's really fun to dive into that game and to to get better over yeah. time. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to me how sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'll do one more, right? And then I end up doing really well, and it takes way longer than I anticipated. Oh yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got time for like one match, and then I, I like immediately just get wiped out, and I'm like, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I've gotten so this is the thing. This is where I'm at. I need to learn to build. Because mm. I am consistently making it into the top five solo. We're making it into the top, like, I feel like top five whenever we play, play squads, unless something just crazy happens. Yeah. Um, Definitely top five teams. 
most of the time. Like usually there'll be like, yeah, yeah. oh, you know, here's 10 people. Sometimes there's a fluke and there's like uh, like three teams of one or something like that. Uh, but. but I'll end up getting like, like it comes down to like me or me and another person and against somebody in a tower. And it's like, and half the time the guy in the tower doesn't even have good weapons. Um, I was uh, fighting somebody last night. I had like all the good weapons. Um, and I ended up accidentally exploding myself shooting rockets at his tower. Which was a problem. Sounds about right. Yep. But I, I had literally. <laughs> so, Chris, you know, your 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 solution is that you want to get better at building, not you want to get better at shooting rocket launchers. Well, well if I was, if I, if I wouldn't have to be keep dodging in and out of cover <laughs> to use the rocket. If I could yeah. actually build a decent tower, that's true. Quickly, that's true. I can build it if I take my time with it. But you know, I got to get the contractors in here and. <laughs> Survey the land. <laughs> Build a foundation. Get the backhoe so, out. Sometimes it's like there's rock under there and you got to like get the, the dynamite. Bring in the dump truck, pour some concrete. See, it's just this long process. And he's already built. It's already the Tower of Sauron. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I can't do anything because he sees me with his all-seeing eye. <laughs> <laughs> This, I feel like we're, we're on a we're on a running like episode. I think this is episode like three or four that we've referenced the Lord. Of the I don't Rings know why. At some point, I haven't thought about that in forever. Probably since last week. We if we just, brought it up, we should keep it going. See how many episodes we can reference the Lord of the Rings in. So what you should have done is just not said anything and kept track of it and be like, "This is episode <laughs> twenty nine of Chris bringing up a Lord of the Rings reference." <laughs> it's not even like I sit around thinking about the Lord of the Rings all the time. I don't. <laughs> I, do, I, I, it's not something I routinely think about. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like whenever I like leave the house, I'm like, oh, I'm going on a journey, you know, you're going on an adventure like Bilbo and Frodo. Every time you leave the house. No, you're right. It's only on the long trips. <laughs> Even that's a little much. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, so we've been playing some Fortnite. <laughs> uh, super fun times on Fortnite, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I actually dipped into uh, the Sea of Thieves beta, which is what we're, we're talking about primarily this, uh, oh, this yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, we to talk about our main topic. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the Sea of Thieves. We're talking about next week's main topic. That's I feel like yeah. that's a little bit, maybe a little bit more important. Threw me off. Than the, uh, yeah, the, this week. The so week. the sea of, sea of Thieves beta is out. We're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah it'll our be, experiences with that. It's I uh, I am enjoying myself so far, but you will find out more later. Yeah. Um. I've also watched a couple of uh, new TV shows. There's one, The Resident. It's a uh, it's a show um on what network is it? I think it's on Fox, and uh, it's 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 about a hospital. Mm. It's one of the hospital dramas, one of the plethora of hospital dramas, and uh, and it has it's like a, Doogie Howser. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mash mash you mash know? yeah mash technically it's a hospital ER, it's more like uh you know Grey's anatomy Grey's anatomy scrubs um, scrubs well that's not a drama that's like a oh, comedy you're, oh, you're dr- okay. i said drama. well neither is mash mash well, is not a right. drama yeah, that's, that's a comedy a, you're right that's yeah that's one of the best theme songs of all time what show did we watch where MASH was next and whenever like our our parents would tape it for us at the end of the tape it would always have like you know how you like would overlap yeah, yeah. just to make sure you got it because like what if yeah. your VCR yeah, yeah. gets off by a minute yeah. um, and it would get the beginning like it would get the uh, the MASH theme song what show was that? 
It's a good question. We're, I don't know. Would have been a late night show. I mean, uh, and it wouldn't have to be late night because it was probably catching mash when it was on like mm. on TV for real. Oh man! Oh oh! Wouldn't yeah, it be? Uh, maybe depends on when we were watching these tapes and what what was on them. I don't know. It, uh, it all a depends. Super sketchy Chris. question that I don't think anyone cares about. No one cares about it. But that happens. I, that happened with a lot of shows, like where you'd catch the the theme song of the next show co- going in, like at the end of this. I one, mean, it like, still happens to me today with my DVR. You're like, I kind of want to watch that show now because the theme yeah. song was cool. Um, it was all so with Rebels. It's always it was always um, and this is what made me watch it for the first time. Uh, Gravity Falls. Like I would catch the first like three minutes of Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. and after about the tenth time of watching the first three minutes of Gravity <laughs> Falls, <laughs> I was like, I have to watch this show. So good. Fun fact: mm-hmm. the uh, the composer who did the Gravity Falls theme song mm-hmm. also did the Star versus the Forces of Evil theme song. Com- by complete happenstance, they did the uh, the creator of uh, Star versus Forces of Evil was listening to like not knowing who wrote anything but like just listening to like a bunch of songs and she landed on the song that is the current theme song and it just happened to be the same composer as the Gravity Falls theme. That's interesting. Okay, so what else have you been up to? Um so watch the, watch the resident. It's 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 good. I don't know what <laughs> I think of it so far. Track. Yeah, sorry about that. It's got some actors uh, that I really really enjoy in it. Yeah. It's really kind of dark. It's very I'm it's just, like I'm going to watch at least the next episode. Yeah. See how we go from there. Yeah. So anyway. Cool. Um, but that's about what I've been up to this week. Nice. What have you been up to this week, bro? Yeah, not a lot because we've been, like, I read uh, all of the, I reread all the Rust graphic novels. I did as fast. To prepare for that interview. Well. I've been playing some Fortnite. Um, man, I don't know that I've done all, did we do anything else? Any other playing? On the weekend, I can't remember. It's I'm so tired right Not now. Not really. We spent a ton of like a ton of time one of those nights playing Fortnite, like yeah. hours. It was great. Yep, that's kind of that's kind of where I, where I'm at these days. Um, uh, Blade Runner 2049 is out on Blu-ray and digital. Did you watch it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, bought that. Watched it. Um, watched another movie recently too. Oh, still re-watched. still just as awesome as you remember. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the. <laughs> It's interesting. I bought it in 4K HDR. Mm-hmm. Um, my only like complaint with it is this movie was um, colored very dark. Like, like the, just the brightness of the overall brightness of the scenes is pretty, uh, pretty dark. And the, like it's the same. But this this is the thing that's on par with. This, like they did the same thing with Arrival, um, where like wha- like the brightest it gets is like on the you know if you were looking at your scopes in a video editing program this is getting super like nerdy, <laughs> looking like it like it gets to like you know somewhere around like sixty five or something like that you yeah. know like it doesn't even get close to one hundred and I felt like the same is true with Blade Runner. Hmm. Um, it's really interesting. And that's in HDR, so you'd yeah. assume that it would be like, well the brights would be brighter, no, and darks only would be darker. if they colored it that way, huh? I mean, like, you still have to color it that way in order for that to happen. Gotcha. Just because you have the capacity to have this huge brightness range doesn't mean that they do. Interesting. Just because it's in the format doesn't mean it's using the Correct. full range. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So, um, but that was surprising. But still, my favorite movie of last year. I, uh, I'm i kind of bummed out it didn't get a uh, a Best Picture nod. Mm. That so, is a bummer. Yep. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, oh, watch play watch again. Nice. The Rock is uh, still one of my favorite actors. Yeah. Yep. Dude, Jumanji has been cleaning up. I know. At the box office, like continually, like oh, this is wild, man. Yeah. So, well, is it time to go into the news? It's a weird episode, John. The news, late night. The news. Uh, actually, so speaking of movies, yeah, let's talk about the. Academy Award nominees. <laughs> that was a big long pause, bro. I couldn't er- th- listen. It's so late. I, I, people are getting tired of me saying this. I cannot think what's, straight. What's really funny about that is like I almost finished your thought, but I was like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So it's the 90th annual Academy Awards. Happens on March 4th, and uh, I want to run down through the the nominees real quick. Yeah. Uh, for Best Picture, Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out. Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I have seen one of those. So I have a lot of... Uh, Movie passing. Yep, to do. Uh, best Actress, Sally Hawkins from The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie, Itonia, Sayors Ronan from Lady Bird, and Meryl Streep in The Post. Best Actor... Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound, Allison Janney, Itonia, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Best Supporting Actor, William Defoe, The Florida Project, Willie Harrelson, Three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Christopher Plumer, All the Money in the World. Sam Rockwell. I love Sam Rockwell. Three billboards outside Evan, Missouri. Best Director. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Jordan Peele for Get Out. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Best Adapted Screenplay. James Ivory, Call Me By Your Name. Scott Neustetter and Michael J. H. Weber, The Disaster Artist. Scott Frank, James Mangold, and Michael Green, Logan, Aaron Sorkin from Molly's Game, Virgil Williams, and D. Rees for Mudbound. The uh, I think the the interesting one in that group is Logan for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I thought that one was interesting too because like adapted from Old Man Logan, you would assume, uh, or from comics. I, I think they yeah just open it up to like just in general, like if it if the story is adapted from another source material mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know so original screenplay is you know a completely new story that's never been told before. Like, cool. Um, so like you know Lord of the Rings would be adapted or whatever. Right. Um, so best original screenplay: Emily V. Gordon and Kumal Nen. Johnny for The Big Sick, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Guillermo del Toro, and Vanessa Taylor, Shape of Water, Martin McDowell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, we've got Best Foreign Language Films, Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, On Body and Soul, The Square, Best Production Design, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. That's going to be a uh, tight race, I feel like. Yeah. Yep. There's a few in there where I'm like, ooh. Best visual effects. Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, War for the Planet of the Apes. 
I almost like uh, so. If we're looking at best production design. I feel like Blade Blade Runner should take that. That's best me. production design. I think it depends on like depends on what the. I could see like three of those like taking it, um, and then and then best visual effects. Like I really, I I mean, the, so watching it again, there is not one thing in. I don't know what's real and what's not in Blade, in Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah, I, I cannot mean, tell. That's the other thing. Like as you go down that list, like I think there are some that are in there where I'm like, ah, like it's good, but I don't know, you know, like Kong Skull Island. Right, and it's like I think uh, some of that will kind of depend on like what they decide to show. Because I remember watching uh, the like what they submitted to the Academy to say, hey, we're going to submit this for best visual effects for yeah. uh, Star Wars force awakens and i remember being like oh man that wasn't real yeah that wasn't real that wasn't real so like depending on what those feature like it could potentially turn the tide one way or the other um for whatever movie i would imagine you know because like if you if it's, everything looks real and then you get that 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 little thing and it's like oh nothing's real then it's like well obviously yeah that's the one to go with Best editing, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Itonia, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Edmond, Missouri. Now, I haven't seen Itonia or Three Billboards Outside Edmond, Missouri, but Baby Driver was phenomenal. Yeah. I think should win that. But we will see. Best cinematography, Roger Deakins, Blade Runner, 2049, Bruno Del Bonnell, Darkest Hour, Hoyt Van Hoyt Timma, Dunkirk, Rachel Morrison, Mudbound, Dan Lauston, The Shape of Water. Dude, Roger Deakins needs to win. He needs to win. He needs to finally win. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Roger Deakins. <laughs> Best animated feature. Not the, bo- at all. the Boss Baby, the Breadwinner winner, Coco Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. Coco better win. Best documentary feature. Abacus, small enough to jail. Faces places. Icarus, Last Man in Aleppo, Strong Island. Best costume design. Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Victoria, and Abdul. Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, Wonder. Best Original Score, Hans Zimmer, Dunkirk. Johnny Greenwood, Phantom Thread. Alexandre Desplat, The Shape of Water. John Williams, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Carter Burwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebony, Missouri. I am surprised to not see Blade Runner on this list. For the uh, score? Yeah. Isn't it on there for soundtrack, though? It's on there for sound edit. We'll get there. Okay. Best, best original song, <laughs> My, the, Mighty River list. from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from, from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me uh, from Coco, Stand Up For Something from Marshall, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. I haven't heard any of the other ones, but Remember Me by Coco is a jam. <laughs> I'll just say that. Best, Actually, no, I have heard the one from Greatest Showman. That's a jam too. Did you go see that movie? I haven't seen that movie, okay. but I've heard that. Like I've, I've heard that song from the uh, soundtrack and then they have some other, other promotional materials that I've watched. Best sound editing, Baby Driver, Blade Runner, 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. This one's harder. Um, if I was going to go with something for sound editing, I'd probably say Dunkirk. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, probably. Because like it, the way that that movie flows sound-wise is incredible yeah. and, uh, and never stops. Baby Driver is, is similar, but it's, I would say, Baby Driver for the, the other one and then this one best sound mixing dunkirk. baby driver blade runner 2049 dunkirk the shape of water star wars episode eight the last jedi i would say blade runner should take this having not seen it i think you wait were probably right. you never saw blade runner no john 
Come on, man. You just like it's it just wounds me to my I know. core. I know. Whenever you say things like this. I just need so you have it on the 4K, oh but I don't gosh. have a 4K TV. I have it on Blu-ray. It's got a Blu-ray disc so in it I'll too. I'll just borrow it from you. Good night, man. This is insane. There it is. I just need to borrow have a bunch of Have you seen the original? Uh yes. Okay. I don't remember which cut I've seen of it cuz it's I mean, been it doesn't a while. really matter honestly like at but this point. I think I've saw, I think just I saw like, the 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 like producer like the uh the director's cut or yeah, whatever director's yeah. cut i'm pretty if, sure which is, I, I don't think is the, the final one <laughs> no uh, no 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 so cuz i think there's the final cut just just watch or maybe the final cuts first and the director's cut after i don't know whatever it is um watch like a, one of those 4 minute like you know uh recaps yeah like like here's everything you need to know in 4 minutes yeah, yeah. um just do that and then watch the new one yeah I mean, I remember liking the old one, but like, yeah, cannot, anyway. I cannot believe. Yeah, well, that was that was that. I think that was the one episode where like I couldn't do it. Like I, I was unavailable, so <laughs> he couldn't do it. All right. Um, oh, well, I don't think we reviewed it. I think like it wasn't a. You full totally reviewed review. it. Yeah, I think you reviewed it I with did? uh with uh. Oh, you're right with Hanny. Hanny, yeah. Oh man, what were you doing? I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. Whatever. Whatever was going on, I couldn't watch that movie with you. All right. Best film editing, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Itonia, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Outside Emma, Missouri. I think Baby Driver should take that. I haven't seen the other ones, but. You probably will see a lot of those. Of I will. I know. I'll be able to. This is the thing. I'll be able to speak more intelligently about these in a couple weeks. Yeah. Best animated short film, Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, Revolting Rhymes. Best documentary short subject, Edith and Eddie, Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405. Heroin, Knife Skills, Traffic Stop. Best live action short film, DeKalb Elementary, The 11 O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, Watto Wot. Um, yeah. So those are the nominees. Um, if you're into film, now you have a list of things you need to watch. Yeah. That's why. So. Movie Pass. I yeah, definitely movie pass. I'm not like I won't I won't say like the what the academy like the, what the academy picks is like the bible for what you should like or for like um for great movies even all the time. Right. But it does give you a good direction and I think like if you are this is what I like about it. If you're looking to explore the landscape of cinema it's a great place to start. Yeah. You know, like most of the movies we review are not on this list, you know? Correct. So that's why I'm saying like, I wouldn't, you know, say, hey, only these, you know, these are the best of the best. Um, granted, we watch things like Transformers, which is not the best of the best. Not the best of the best. Uh, um, but then we'll watch something like Power Rangers that I really, really liked. Yeah. And it's really, really fun. But yeah. The Academy is not usually about fun. Oh no, they're no. not. They're not usually a fun. The fun factor is not in there. In no, fact, no. I will argue that they should like, have a fun category. Oh, they should have a fun category. <laughs> be the best, man. Um, I best would argue fun. <laughs> most fun movie of the year. Um, I, I will say that like dramas. A lot of times, the dramas that they choose uh, for like the Academy Awards or for like Best Picture, I will say like some of them aren't even aren't even fun like they're not super fun to watch either but it's like but that's not necessarily why you right why, well, why like, i enjoy think watching like, think like spotlight important movie yeah um not fun yeah in this that sense no but 
it's definitely something you should see. Right. Because, yeah, so, like, those are things that, like, without without something, like, you know, these award shows, I don't know that, number one, people would be making these movies as much. Yeah. Because there wouldn't be an incentive for it. Number two, um, they wouldn't get as much exposure. Because now that, for sure you, know, now, you know, now that the, they've been nominated, they're going to come back into theaters, all that kind of stuff. And I, I love that. It's only it's only good for our... Um, for the industry. The one thing I will say, like looking at that list of best picture nominees is like, I've seen Dunkirk like, and that kind of, to me explains, I think uh, I was talking to Fultron. He said this, but it explains why box office was down this year. There's just not, you know, there's, those are all like small movies that either didn't do well or didn't have a wide enough release to do well. You know, it's like, yeah, these big blockbusters that are not critically acclaimed. Right. Um, and like it or not, sites like Rotten Tomatoes really play into whether a film is going to be successful. I mentioned Baywatch earlier. I mean, it, it wasn't labeled a success because the Rotten Tomatoes scores were really low for it, right, like right off the bat. Hmm. I don't know how much I like that. You know, like it's kept us from going to review movies. It has. Um, and I think, like, sometimes it protects you as a consumer, you know, when you're like, I don't want to go spend 20 bucks on this thing and waste money if it's going to be bad, you know? I think we've but, also uh, put forward the argument on the podcast before, though, that, like, I mean, you go see some, like, so for our, like, review scale, for me anyway, for me on the on our review scale, it's like everything five and above is I'm glad I saw this, and then four, five and below is, like, how bad is it? Yeah. But then at the same time, like, we always talk about, it's like, well, let's explore, like, what is a six? And, like, how how does, uh like, that's not unenjoyable yeah. to watch. like, and I think sometimes we, we should rethink that, like, a little, because, like, you know, then that basically makes our... our our reviewing system a five point scale, you know, if it's a if it's a if it's a good, good movie. movie. Yeah. Um or if it's a movie that we're okay seeing. Yeah. You know? But you think about like even Star Wars is like, okay, like the critic reception of, of that was, you know, super high and audiences actually thought it was, you know, worse. You know, Jumanji actually the Jumanji critical reception was pretty good. Yeah. Um yeah. So anyway. Uh, I mean, whenever those planets align with like Jumanji, for example, like where a critical reception is like, oh, it's pretty good. And then fan reception is like, hey, this is a great, you know, this is fun. It's it's a good movie. Like whenever those align, it does really well. Whereas even something like Star Wars, like it was it was uh, really well critically received. Yeah. But then there was, you know, it's like kind of split for the uh, for the average person. Yeah. And so that movie even like saw a little bit of a dip whenever you like compare it to the uh force awakens like, yeah more than they necessarily even anticipated because yeah. like you can't really capture the the moment of the force awakens again but it was even less than their kind of projections yeah. were uh the biggest snubs i think um logan should have had more than just the one i agree um maybe possibly uh best uh supporting actor with uh patrick stewart he did a phenomenal job in that movie yeah um, Blade Runner definitely, I, th- I think, should have been uh, nominated for Best Picture or Best Directing, one of the two. doesn't have to be both, but one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Lego Batman, nowhere to be seen on that for animated. I mean, you, like, you look at Lego Batman versus like Boss Baby. or like even, Yeah, I just, I just watched like, Lego Batman again, and uh, I know we talked about it. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Did I watch it again? Yeah, you watched it again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any no. means, but so much fun. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of fun, and I also thought like you know you have other the other animated movie that 
they that studio put out this year, Ninjago, the Lego Ninjago yeah. movie. While not maybe as good as uh, as like Batman, Lego Batman, it still should be on that list in my mind. Sure, like, I forgot all about I mean, that. You have you have these movies that I don't know. That category specifically is generally it's like well here's the top number of like the the best animated movies and it's like you look at that list and i'm like i know well, nobody talks about boss baby as if it's the best no animated why is that on movie there? this year you know yeah it's like it, like easily is it only there because alec baldwin's the the voice i mean maybe it also could be like there's there's other shenanigans that happen with these things where it's like oh you know you lobby different places you're like you're not supposed to coordinate but like sometimes Sometimes you do. You know? the, the, I think, like, you know, you look at that same category last year, and not like it was, it happened whenever I watched, rewatched your name recently, and I was like, why was that not, should, would it be nominated this year? No, it should have been nominated last year. Right. And it was not. And it's like, okay, well, that's dumb. That's like the best animated movie. It honestly, though, that could be some some level of bias, like with it, like it's like, do you put that in a in a foreign film right. uh, category, True. True. or do you put that into a animated film I mean, category? So be, like, there could be, be there be could both. be some sort of a thing. It can, well, it can be in both for sure. But like, whenever you uh, whenever you have people block voting for like, okay, well, we're gonna put this one in this category and potentially it, it, it not in the other. If you have different groups of people voting for one category and then the other group of people voting for the other one, maybe it just didn't get enough votes to get it into one of those two categories. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. It's possible. I'm theorizing. I'm being a being Yeah, a, being I mean, I, we're not really informed in this at all. Not at all, but... Um, the biggest snub was Wonder Woman, Nowhere to be Seen. Yeah. Tragedy. Dude, tragedy. That, movie was, that movie was really good. It's a tra- tragedy and a travesty. Yeah. I try to like put both those words together. You threw your phone as well. Yeah, so, I'm, like, I'm just I, disgusted I, by yeah, that. Yeah, I really just want to lay on the level of <laughs> uh, of of disdain that you have for yeah. the fact that they didn't nominate for anything. No, nothing. It should have been there for for something. Probably for more, like multiple things. I mean, it, in my mind. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. it could have been. It could have been in several categories. Yeah, agreed. Chris. Yeah. Some other news. Mm. The other single other news item that we have to talk about is game news. And it is that Sea of Thieves, as well, starting with Sea of Thieves, I should say, and moving forward, every single Microsoft Studios game will be available for Game Pass on day one. Meaning that this additional subscription that you pay Microsoft for on your Xbox, $9.99 per month, um, you'll or be able to $60 get sixty dollars for six months. Right. Wait. Which is the, the same, same thing. thing. It's literally the same thing. I don't Never understand. Mind. I I think they only Why did would that. Why you buy it all at once? They did that to give the retailers something to sell. Ah. Because they have uh, this is like a Netflix style service where every new Microsoft Studios game is going to enter this service. So rather than paying sixty dollars out of pocket for Sea of Thieves, you can buy it for a month for nine ninety nine. And then also Crackdown, whenever it comes out, it'll be on there as well. The next Forza will be on there. And uh, and so, like, literally, this is a thing that if you buy more than two games every, I don't know, like every six months, like if you're, if you're planning on buying those, you might as well do the subscription service. Because in addition to all of those, uh, like, new games moving forward, you also have the back catalog of oh, hundreds of other games that are in the Game Pass program. So, yeah. I don't play enough games. Uh, it's the, I mean, I'll probably do this. Yeah. The thing is, this is, this is the thing. They're going to get me. 
Oh, yeah. I'm going to pay 10 bucks to play Sea of Thieves, and I'll get hooked. And I'll be like, well, I might as well just let this run out for the next six months. And by the time I hit six months, there'll be some other game that came around that I'm enjoying, and I'm going to be playing it. Right. The next, I mean, all the Forzas, like you just think about Forza Horizon potentially this year, if it, like, if, if what we theorize happens, um, Forza Horizon 4 will be in this program. And it's like, I will. That's insane. Gladly pay that. I hadn't even thought about that. Something like the new Halo. The new Halo. Yeah. New Gears of War. All of these games will be in, in this program. And like I said, past games that are already in there are things like ReCore is mm. in there right now. And so if you, whenever you get on for Sea of Thieves and it's like, oh man, here, let, let me try out ReCore. And if you get hooked on that, there's the idea of paying $9.99 to try something out. Like it can get me to play Crackdown. Mm-hmm. I would not have probably purchased Crackdown for 60 bucks. There's no way. Oh, I'm definitely not pre-ordering. There's no way on earth that I'm buying that thing for 60 bucks. Well, we haven't seen the final. Right. That could true. be awesome. That's true. It could be amazing. But I I'm, I'm, was definitely sitting in... As it stands in, right now, though. I'm sitting in the wait and see, well, right? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But okay, now, okay. hang on. the month it comes out, for $9.99, I get to try it. Is it every Microsoft-published game? So we're talking about things like, you know, like last year or two years ago, like... Or, hang on. Is it... Things like Inside, where it's like, okay, Inside is exclusive to the platform. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was published by Microsoft. It's, I think it's just Microsoft Studios published. Okay, like so Microsoft Studios. It's games from Microsoft Studios published right. games. Right. Huh. Okay. So, hmm. I mean, it's... So things like Below, even though it's like exclusive to the platform, I don't know that Microsoft Studios is... is involved in that? I'm not sure. Interesting. Because, like, if it's an ID at Xbox game, okay. though, because that's the thing. If this includes like little bitty, not a little bitty. That's a that's a wrong <laughs> phrase. If that includes like these indie titles, mm-hmm. totally worth it. Totally in down, never turning back. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I think if it's an ID at Xbox game, I wonder because like ID at Xbox games, they don't necessarily have to be right. published right, right, um, right. by Microsoft, but they have sometimes some are. level of exclusivity. Exclusivity sometimes. Right, and so you wonder if maybe this could be a service where it goes into it for the exclusivity period and then comes back out of it or something. I don't know. There's like, there's a Netflix aspect of this. Um, that I'm unsure about right now. And then external games as well. Like, I mean, do you have uh, external games potentially putting Leaving. themselves into this service? Well, and do they, yeah, and do they leave at some point? I mean, yeah. I, th- I mean, honestly, though, like, it's kind of like Netflix. Like, it's, you know, these sites are always like, watch all these things before it leaves on Netflix. I'm like, well, if I didn't want to watch it while ago, then, like, why do I <laughs> want to watch it now just because it's leaving? That's ridiculous. I've honestly tried. Like, there was some season of television where I was like, oh, man. And I watched it all, like, within oh, within uh, a week. I feel or like I, I don't like, enjoy I things whenever episodes. I feel like I have to do it, you I know? know. <laughs> well, and then and then the other aspect of that is like you just buy it on DVD or something like that. Like you can there's right. there's other ways that you can get this. Please um, don't buy DVDs. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And watch them on your 4K television. That's that's true. Don't do that. That's not good. Um, but I was also going to say like it, by the time they would leave this service, potentially they would be discounted anyway. And so yeah. it's like, well, you know, if you want to go back and play whatever game is leaving the service, mm. then you could do it. I don't, this, this feels like a game changer in a way because Microsoft is betting on, um, people like you and me where it's like, I would not have subscribed to the service like for very long they unless there's a specific well, game. If it's like, okay, see if thieves, yeah, I'm going to probably, I would probably pay, I would pay 60 bucks for that game for sure. Or. I'll pay $10 a month for six months. And by that time they need to hook me with some other game, which they probably will. Right. And I feel like they're going to, I think I feel like they're betting on that with, with their, 
their biggest games. Now, These if, are Microsoft's biggest games that they're throwing into the service. Now, if I am, you know, we get down the road and I've paid, you know, $120 and all I've played is Sea of Thieves, then the joke's on me. Right. You might as well have bought it for 60 bucks and play it forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. By the time, like I said, by the time you get to that point, you can be like, well, it's on discount for, you know, 20, 30 bucks right now. So yeah. let me just buy it. So I don't know. It seems like it's a it's a weird gamble to make, and I'm I'm happy that they're yeah, we'll they're see. differentiating themselves from the competition in in a lot of ways here. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. It's it's better than uh, it's better than the uh, I forget what it's called PlayStation PlayStation Now PlayStation Now way yeah. better than PlayStation Now because PlayStation Now you have to stream yeah, you the stream games. It, it looks terrible, and you have to have the uh, the best internet connection possible. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you can't do anything because of latency. Yep, that's the news. You're listening to probably my favorite piece of music from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Up is down. Oh, dude, it has nothing to do with Sea of Thieves other than it's piratey. It's piratey. <laughs> dude, uh, that's the thing about this game. Like as soon as I booted it up and I, you hear that that dun, 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 I was immediately like, this is this is exactly what I would imagine a pirate thing is. Yep. And uh, and. I can't talk like it bugs me. You still can't talk about the alpha. Nope. Um, but we're not talking about the alpha. Nope. We're talking about our experiences with the beta, which we can talk about. Which we or can talk about. We and don't take, have and an take NDA screenshots. Anymore. Yeah, and now you can take screenshots. And it's still, it still won't share it to my uh, like Xbox. Like it won't share it to mean? Xbox Live. Um, Why? I think it still thinks I'm in the alpha. Like because we were in the alpha. I think it's the same, like, it's got the same Weird, restrictions dude. on it as the alpha, despite the fact that you can totally, like, you should legally be able to do this now. Like, there's no so, NDA. We've been waiting a long time to talk about this. That's right. Because I really like Sea of Thieves. It's good. It's a very unique experience. Sea of Thieves is a first-person pirate game. I didn't... Cooperative pirate game. Cooperative pirate I game. I didn't know what to think about Sea of Thieves <laughs> until I played it. And I think, like, as I, I looked around, like previews that's the general sentiment yeah and so like this is the thing if you're at all like think you might be intrigued by this and even if you don't because i didn't know if i was if you don't know if you were you're just curious give it a try yeah get in the beta play it it's really super unique um like there is nothing like sailing through the water sitting there playing a song while the sun's setting on the ocean it looks it's just so beautiful. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that like the act of sailing is so much fun that like the stuff in between or like the goal isn't even necessarily why I want to play this game constantly. Yeah. It's I want to play this game because of the experience of getting out on the open ocean and sailing around. Yeah. You know, and just like going from point A to point B because yeah. like the beta right now it's it, you uh you can pick up missions and you can go get treasure chests, come back and cash them in for gold. You can then outfit yourself with gigantic hat which I really want. It's like a thousand pieces of gold. I, <laughs> I really want that hat. Um, the bigger, the better. I'm like Barboza. Um, and then like, that's it. That's basically the beta right now. Yeah. And like the, the, the different quests to get these treasure chests can be things like, Hey, pull up this uh, map and here's the shape of an Island. You have to find what Island this is mm-hmm. on this gigantic map and then go sail your way there and, 
find the treasure chest that is marked with an X. Um, And then they can also be like something that's a, it's supposedly a, uh, like a, a generated, like a a computer generated uh, puzzle. So it's like a, a poem and it'll tell you like, hey, here's an island that you need to go search for. And whenever you get to that island, it opens up the next layer of text. And it's like, okay, find the uh, the the grave of the the drunken sailor. And then it's six paces north by north east uh, from there. And then you, you go and you explore this island, find the drunken sailor's grave. And you go do the paces, which is amazing because you pull up your compass. Look at your compass. And then you walk and you can feel it vibrate on, on the paces and then you dig and there's the chest. And so like that gameplay is like that gameplay loop is really, is really simple and is really fun. But it's like, like I said, it's the act of getting to these places and the stories that happen on the way that are amazing. It's not the destination. No, it's the journey. What's crazy, like, and I still haven't figured out, like, you know, the all the sail, like, you raise the sails and turn the sails, like, catch the <laughs> most wind, and then you steer the ship, and, you know, you got to bail out water when you get hit, and shoot <laughs> cannons, and all this kind of, like, everything. It's insane. Yeah. Um, Like, how involved it is, is, it's just, like, such a crazy level. The one thing I will say, like, um, I hope that there's some kind of, like, player progression, like, if it's more RPG-esque, yeah. like, they add in player levels yeah. or unlockables yeah. or you know just something some kind of um something for me to strive toward and uh, mm-hmm. i think like you can you can work to get you know gold and stuff like that to buy things from the yeah from the from the um factions uh like you said but i want more than that you know i want i don't want to just buy more and more um missions or or whatever you call them a quests i don't yeah. remember um but yeah i want i want something to level up yeah, I agree. And it's like, if it's just kind of uh, cosmetic changes, like, or, or like with, oh, yeah, you know, I have a different hat, or yeah. <laughs> these, uh, they, they could well, be yeah, aw- like, awesome things. Yeah, yeah. For, I mean, Fortnite, it's got me in this game loop just for yeah. cosmetic costumes, you know? Right. Like, And so, like, as long as there's a, a wide variety of those things, yeah. like, that keeps me going on it and uh, they can kind of constantly add to it, I would be fine with it. Um, I I will say like in the beta whenever I was dropped in because like in the alpha you expect it to be like fairly uh, sparse kind of confusing at times like I've you know we've played alphas before right and it's like that's kind of the experience but I dropped into the beta and there was not really a tutorial or anything they just kind of like you you start and you're in the the bar mm. like you're in the uh, the little bar and yeah. you can get drunk there or which is hilarious um, or you can uh, you can kind of explore around outside and it took me a minute to, to realize like where they wanted me to go and I was like man there's no tutorial in this beta which is weird to me I thought that like that that might drive some people away um, just kind of off the bat where they're like yeah, confused just, about what to do I don't think it, they, I don't think I don't think it holds your hand at all like it's no. not supposed to and I think honestly it's it's the kind of game where they would probably rather s- someone be taught by a friend than mm. play through a tutorial. I personally hate tutorial missions in almost any game, um, unless it's like just so confusing. Like to me, that's poor game design. Mm. If I can't figure it out, mm. if I can't figure out how to play this game, yeah, that that's poor design and. The only time it actually like I do like it is like some of the Call of Duties that have like you know it's not a training level, no, but yeah. it's, it's like a, 
It's the uh, it's the like in in Titanfall it was like the gauntlet. Also, like I even hated that. Like, you hated that? I oh mean, man! It. I mean it. The fact that we you're basically like you got okay. This is how teach you how to use the Titan. This teaches you how to jump. Fine. Do that in the do that in the mission. Like, yeah. Design your game so it teaches me to do this. Right. Like, and I guess like I I just expected the, like whatever even the first mission that you do to to actually do some of that stuff where it's like oh well here's like there's no waypoints in this game which yeah. is which is also awesome and also like it's like well it makes it a little bit more challenging like yeah. whenever you reference like where are we going you either pull out your compass or you pull out the map yeah and so i mean like in that case it's like you just kind of have to figure it out which i love i love that aspect of it yeah but it does make me wonder if like people who go in just completely not knowing anything about this right if they're going to be I don't know, lost a little yeah. bit and, and, and be turned off a little bit by it. I think about um, like Destiny 1 and even Destiny 2, they do that perfectly where it's yeah. like you start with no weapon, I believe. No, I think you have a weapon in Destiny 2. But anyway, you start with like minimal stuff and then they just like start giving you things. They teach you how to double jump. Yep. Um, it punches people. Like it's all there. Yeah. And that's that's good game design. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where it kind of layer upon layer upon layer. The rest of the game I will refrain from commenting on. But the 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 that intro, like that this is how you play kind of stuff. Yeah. I think about limbo. Um in puzzle games. Like <laughs> they teach you how like you jump into the final level of those things and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't beat this. But if you take you know, one start step from at the a beginning, time. And inside's actually sorry, it's a better example of that. Like inside, um, I don't know that I was ever confused as to what to do. That's awesome. Um, it it was they tra- they they trained you better in that game than they did in Limbo. Yeah. Another fun thing about about Sea of Thieves, like whenever whenever you get yourself rolling, whether you're with a crew, whether you're solo, there is an element of danger because you stock up on these treasure chests, yep. and then you're gonna go cash them in, right? Yep. But there's also other players in other ships in this world, and they can sink your ship. Or just come steal your stuff. Yeah, or just like while you're off on an island, come in and just take all your chests. Um, And so there's uh, chaos ensues. Like literally last night, um, Aaron, who's been on the podcast before, um, I was playing with him. So we were in a two-person vessel, like a a two – it's it's the middle size vessel. Like there's three different sizes. You can be in a a small vessel by yourself. You can be in a a two person kind of a, a ship, and then you can be in the big one, like which is four people, four guns. This thing is is gigantic. I think it's got three different sails on it, or two maybe just two different sails on it. Anyway, so we were in there, and we were about to go to this island and pick up a treasure chest, but there was a gigantic ship at that island. And they were in our way. And so we were like, well, well, it's just maybe if we like, put the island between us and them, maybe we can sneak up on them <laughs> and take out their ship while they're on the island. Okay, so we like kind of loop around this the island and put it between us and them. We're like, okay, this is great. Start sailing in. And a thunderstorm blows up. Oh, no. Which the thunderstorms in this game are, are ridiculous. Like the waves are, are way bigger than your ship. You can't see any islands anywhere unless you're in the crow's nest sometimes. And uh, and lightning is striking all around you. You're, if you let go of the wheel, the wheel just spins <laughs> and like just random places. Like it'll take you left or right depending on which way the, the wind is blowing. The compass sometimes will go crazy and spin, so you don't even know what direction you're going. 
And uh, so we get completely lost just waiting out this, uh, this, this thunderstorm, trying to like not run into any rocks and this stuff. And then the thunderstorm starts to clear and we're like, okay, this is our chance. Where are we at right now? And we find ourselves right next to the gigantic ship that we were, <laughs> we were doing. And sure enough, the uh, pirates <laughs> were back and their guns were trained on our ship. And so they start shooting at us. And we're like, all right, let's do this. Our tiny little uh, two-gun vessel is gonna go after their four-gun vessel, and uh, and so we start like shooting at them, and start we're sailing like kind of like a cat and mouse kind of game with the the direction of the wind, because like if you have the advantage of the wind, you can kind of escape, uh, and the game is to try to get to where they can't shoot you, but you can shoot them, and uh, so we're just trying to maneuver back and forth here, and inevitably like. We're get to getting hits on them, they're getting hits on us, but then we notice off to the side, there's a one-person vessel, mm. a little little schooner out there, just somebody who's doing their thing, getting their treasure chest, and we're like, all right, let's abandon the, sh- the, like, the fight with the, the big ship that we're completely outgunned on and take on the single-person vessel. And so we kind of veer off and go to t- take them out, and, uh, and the large vessel gives chase. They're coming after us. And so we're like, well, let's just put the small vessel between us and see what happens. So we're firing on the small vessel. We put them between us and the other ship. The small vessel's in the middle. We're both, both of us, uh, the us and then the large ship are both firing at this tiny little vessel in the middle. And it's, it's taken on water, I'm sure. The person's panicking, shooting at both sides, running back and forth across the deck. And we're so into taking out this small vessel, we don't realize that both us and the large ship have circled in a complete circle and are now going head on at each other. Oh no. (laughs) And I I remember the moment, I'm on the front of the ship with a a cannon and Aaron goes, oh no, (laughs) we're gonna hit him. We're gonna ram the other ship. And I look up and I see the other ship. So I draw my pistol out and we ram into the other vessel causing (laughs) our ship to sink and untold damage on their ship. And I jump off at the moment and shoot the first mate in the chest and then reload my gun and continue to blast away at the other team until they take me out in a a blaze of hot metal. (laughs) It was a good time, dude. (laughs) Sounds like it. It was, uh, that was a a really ridiculous moment uh, whenever like we collided in these ships, like completely lost track of where each other were at. And obviously, like whenever I respawned, I saw this, the small vessel that we were both shooting at totally got away. What? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a good time, dude. Yeah, so that's the thing. Those are the kinds of stories that, like, and that's the kind of like natural gameplay that I love. Like, my favorite, some of my favorite experiences with games have been, uh, I think, like Red Dead Redemption, you know, with like, okay, it's just this open world. You can kind of just do whatever and like, Man, whenever you you know go into Mexico or like you're just running across the, the hunting a bobcat, you know going up and uh, into the mountains, like just the the, the ex- exploration sense of freedom and yeah. um, the the player agency that you have is super cool. Same thing with like GTA. Like I've, I've talked about it before. It's been a long time since I talked about it, but GTA Five when uh, I was on a motorcycle and all of a sudden. Um, Give Me More by Britney Spears comes on the radio and it's like sunset and like launching and ramping over all these hills and it's just like it was awesome cool like dance party on the motorcycle kind of like it just it was so cool and um, ended up just like ramping and falling straight into a lake (laughs) and radio off it's dark outside I can hear howls of wolves and I'm like well 
I am screwed. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's just like things like that stick with you. And that's not scripted. No one wrote that into the game in, ter- no. in terms of the, like in your experience, you just recounted. That's not, who knows if you'll ever have another experience like that. And <laughs> probably not. Or if anyone else will have an experience like that, you know? Right. So that's the cool, cool aspect of games like that. And that's what I'm ex- really excited about with Sea of Thieves. I think like, the the beta feels a little limited. There's only like one, um, uh, what do they call it? One faction. faction. Yeah, one, one type faction. of missions. Again, I think there's gonna be some some level of player uh, progression, but I don't really know. Um, yeah, like uh, it, it's it's nice to have another like look at the game, and I I enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to see what the final version's like. Yeah. I feel like we're clo- really we're close. We're to, very like, close. It's more have this restrictive of a beta. Yeah, but maybe they just don't want to give too much away. I don't know. This is even more restricted than okay. I can't really talk about the yeah, alpha. The but alpha. It's yeah, we, more we restricted than the alpha. Well, you can't see the specifics, but yeah, right. yeah. So we'll see. Um, but as as it stands right now, I'm super excited and super pumped for this game. Agreed. I mean, I think this and is it looks a, beautiful, dude. It's gorgeous, and it's it, that's part of uh, part of my the appeal too. Is, yeah. is just how pretty it is, and and how different things can go between like storms and from yep. from stuff that emergent gameplay. The uh, I think this is a game also that even if it launches kind of feature sparse or whatever that the adding to it over time will, will benefit it. Um, yeah. You think about other games like rainbow six siege yeah, and you, you think about be careful of that cause you run into a destiny scenario. That's true. That's true. I, uh, I, yeah, this is not the time for developers to take the easy way out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that is 100% right. Um, and I also think like if, if they did, if they were planning to launch it feature light, I would imagine they would launch it into like early access or launch it into some sort of a paid program of like, Hey, we're going to develop this over time. Like you think about PUBG or something like it's, it's not as big of a deal to buy PUBG at half price. Uh, and it not be like the full featured experience yet. Um, and so I, you, you would assume that Microsoft knowing that, would potentially do that with this game if it was required. So I'm hoping that the final game will be, you know, fleshed out really well. So we'll see next week. Be sure to listen for our interview with Royden Lepp. So good. And, uh, um, that, that interview is about an hour. So it'll be pretty long episode, but, um, it's definitely worth it. He talks about a lot of the the themes in the book. He talks about um, his process um, over time in writing the the series um, and uh, it's just a really 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 good insightful episode I feel like into the world of rust and um, Royden as a, an author and artist yeah I think I think some of my favorite things in that are just being able to get his take on on his own like hearing creators talk about their own creations yep. Yep. and uh, and and discuss those things is really awesome yeah uh, you can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisStart250. And John Wright777. And at StandTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. We do really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. Target.